At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So it's, it's called a prey drive. Prey drive. And that's, a, in the word itself, that's exactly what it is. When you think about hunting, you're hunting the prey. Mm-hmm. These dogs are driven by prey drive. So it's not a German Shepherd. It's not a Rottweiler. It's not. It's, it's they're they're a different breed of dog. I mean, they're they're meant to hunt. They are bred with that pack mentality, like a wolf. You know, every dog has that ancestral link to a wolf. Mm-hmm. Like they're all you know. Mm-hmm. From a poodle all the way to a, a husky. Yeah, they're just domesticated. Yeah, so they all have a little bit of that wolf in them. Uh-huh. But these dogs, you know, I'm not saying this is as close you're going to get, but a Belgian Malinois is pretty close. You can look at the military, special operations, all over law enforcement, everybody's going towards Malinois. But this prey drive is what gets them to going. And the. The thing about it is, is, these dogs will literally die before they stop. So, if that dog is hunting, which when he is in a seek mode, he is technically is hunting. Okay. When it, whether that's a scent, or well, it's all based on scent, but yeah. scent, sound, all the senses. Mm-hmm. I mean, a dog's nose is his nose is three thousand times stronger than our nose. Oh yeah, and the way yeah, that first thing he did when he came in the house yeah. and greeted me, he gave me the, the the sniff down. The way the way the way that they do is the best way to explain is a cheeseburger. If you or I smell a cheeseburger, what do we smell? That smells like a cheeseburger. Right. When he smells it, he can smell the cheese, the ketchup, the mustard. Pickles. He can smell every single individual ingredient and separate them by smell. That is advanced. When they go on this, when they're when they're focused, when they're, it's like all their senses go wild. To them, it's orgasmic. It really is. It's a sensation that they crave. I mean, it's it's so, and dude, it's just like the ultimate beast mode. I mean, when they go to hunt and they're driven by this prey drive and they go and they engage, whether it's, you know, on a hunt, following that scent of a man or looking for dope or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, they are driven like times a thousand. Mm-hmm. They got one thing in mind. One thing in mind, and they're not going to stop. And especially if you're somebody that continues the training, keeps that prey drive up, that's what you want. I mean, you want them. Mm-hmm. Like that, and I've seen it. 
several times in action. Uh, about three years ago now, I want to say it was probably close to this time of the year, myself and one of the, the previous dog handlers for the police department, we had a hot call, which in response to a hot call is, it's like you go. No matter where you're at, all units converge on this location. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either, you know, it's, it's something felonious in nature, but it's bad. Right. So we're all getting, apparently there was a man that called 911. Two individuals had literally stolen the vehicle that had a, a trailer attached to it out of his front yard and started loading up four-wheelers. Oh, wow. And uh, took off down the road, and they ended up wrecking out in the road at the end of the road well they after they wrecked out they took off running of course well we got on scene and immediately deployed Stanley, Stanley which is my four year old heat seeking fur missile over there yeah and um, he is a beast yeah so we deploy Stanley the handler announces the command at the time surrender you know, or we're gonna send the dog. You know, with his announcement or whatever. At this point, we're just looking into the woods, and I mean, there's, there's nothing but woods. And then, with a simple command and a hand gesture, there he goes. He's gone. His nose. And there he is. His nose is to the ground. His ears are up, and then he'll pick his head up. But he's constantly moving his head. He's constantly waving his nose to the ground, to every little piece around, and he's steadily moving forward. Yeah, it's that prey thing you're talking yeah. about. He is and looking for his prey. Finally, all you heard was, ah, get the dog, get the dog. Ah! We run up there and we catch up to him. And sure enough, like, Stanley's giving this guy hell. Yeah. And he was giving him so much hell that the guy had, like, rolled several times and had wrapped himself in, in briars. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so. So on top of briars, he's got. He's got. He's got a fur on him. Yeah, he's got 96 pounds biting down with about with a bite force that I I have not yet to understand or measure at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sent me uh, cuz we were talking about the night I first met Stanley. I was like, I would love to have the whatever that armor is you put on the arm and then I, like next day there you were. Oh, well. He's like, "Here, check it out. You just want to see it." I wish you would have wish you would have been there. I wish you would have been there today. I, I he we actually got a bite in today. We needed somebody to wear the bite suit, but everybody was being a big PY Andrew. about it, so um, when do y'all do that? Can I come by sometime and be the one I that need does to, it? I need to get one bite in a week, at okay. least, to, to keep to okay. keep his momentum. So, like, could we do it like on a lunch break? Possibly. Uh, you'll have to. Uh, we'll have to kind of show you, kind of like, huh? Like no, 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 not. For, I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, <laughs> he, he he's he's gonna go for it. He's not gonna go for you. Yeah. I mean, in, in, unless you do something that royally pisses him off. Right. But the guy. We catch up there, and like, long story short, we end up pulling him off. And this guy's got like just puncture wounds on his leg. And, you know, I mean, it's his teeth are like. Was walking an issue for the guy? I mean, absolutely. I mean, we had to we had to carry him. Jeez, Stanley got down on him. He got down. I mean, and he's. That's not the first time I've seen. It. I mean, there's. One night we had a shooting suspect and we went chasing. We went, we deployed Stanley. We put him on a thirty foot lead line, and we were just following the lead, following the lead because mm-hmm. we're in an urban environment. So we're running through the city with a thirty foot lead line. Uh-huh. Um, and about that time, like next thing you know, like I find the gun, and then we're still going. We're still going. We're Did still Stanley going. point the gun out? 
he ran he just followed the path see what happens is is like say you or I were we're somebody that does that what happens is is they they emit a euphoric scent so like it's kind of like the same it's kind of like you know if you're real excited or something like that you know it could be the same with fear right it's what it is it's, it's, a, it's a scent of fear but that's but it's just like being excited in your body releases endorphins and stuff like that these dogs like I said I mean he can pick a pickle out of a cheeseburger with just the smell alone I mean smart but dude I mean they're mm-hmm. they're hunters that's what they are yeah, I mean that's that's what they do. Dog. That's what they do. They hunt, and I mean, dude, I've got an awesome, awesome, awesome video of us today working just to kind of just to kind of show you. I'll go ahead and show you even while we're yeah, here. Yeah, we can get some of the sound clip on there. Um, put, so put the speaker towards the microphone. Obviously, that's me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got him on a harness right now, so he's 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 kind of like easy to handle. Sit down. Zip. Stop! Put your hands up! Last time I got shooting, we were in the middle. That's you. Is that you giving the command? There you go. Good lord! Ooh! Yeah. Trucked him. Yeah. At a boy. I literally had to pick him up like a briefcase at that point. Like yeah. this, those harnesses are the coolest things because, like, I control him like a, like a, at that point. I mean, he is. I mean, I just I've I've got him in my hand, and yeah. it's like, do you want this? Do you want it? And let it go. Yeah. Here comes the permits. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So welcome to another episode of Porch Talk. I got Cole on with me again tonight, and to kind of give you the rundown, if you didn't catch on yet, we have. Um, I guess it's okay to introduce him as the narcotics dog. Yeah, we got Stanley, the four-year-old Belgian Malinois. He is my partner. He's my canine partner. He's a pretty cool dude, man. Yes, he, he is. It's my second time meeting Stanley, and uh, the first time I was blown away. He's so obedient. Not so much to English. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Stanley. <laughs> and he's like a big baby right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, you're not, a- but not in action. But that's the thing about these dogs. And, and this is something you have you have to keep in mind. It's still he's still a dog, so he has a uniform just like I do. Which yeah. Now what I do, my uniform is mainly my badge. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, because I see you out in the street clothes out when yeah, we meet and so all that. He has a uniform too, which is, you know, his. Yeah, I see it. Um. So, when he when he puts that on, he knows it's time. It's mm-hmm. time to go to work. He takes it off. He knows it's time to so let his is guard there, Is there a demeanor change in him? Like when he puts the suit on? Um, yes and no. He's kind of... he's Me and him both being new with him kind of... Him being more of a, a veteran when it comes to canine compared to myself. Mm-hmm. He used to be that way a lot more. He used to be a little bit more aggressive when it came to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, I don't mean aggressive in a bad way. I mean that he literally was... When he put it on, he was he was he was ready to go, and it then when he took it off, he was it ready. Was, yeah, so we're getting him back into that, and he's and, and I mean he's doing good. I mean just it just takes some time. Off. <laughs> oh. So I remember uh, I remember you oh. sending 
sent a Snapchat of the day. <laughs> I think it was like maybe uh, maybe the first or second week that you had him, the Burger King drive through story. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you could share that. Uh, so, um, actually, uh, it happened again. So, this has happened three times now. Okay, so it's good to be Actually, regular. four times. <laughs> so, a friend of mine needed me to go pick up a key from at Airbus at their at their uh, yeah. welcome little security post there. Uh-huh. Yeah. As the dude is reaching through my window to hand me the key, Stanley goes nuts and scares the crap out of this guy in the kennel. All right, yeah. and then the second time, it was me and him driving through Burger King... <laughs> And I just ordered my meal, mm-hmm. and I mean, it I, it caught me off guard. Yeah. And uh, I reached my hand out, and she reached her hand out, and she was handing me my drink, and he, I mean, he goes nuts, and she, and she like ducks right. down, down into the thing. And then the third time, me and Megan and him were at, uh, oh gosh, this was, uh, we were at talk, uh, no, well, it was me and him, and he did it to the lady at Captain D's. And then, um, <laughs> And then me and Megan, uh, not too long ago, we were at Taco Bell Halloween night. So this is the funny part. It's Halloween night. <laughs> we go through, and this woman's reaching through, about to hand me my feather the window, and this thing starts barking. I was like, I promise it's not a joke. It's not a joke. I didn't mean to scare you. It's not a Halloween prank. I promise. Yeah. He's real. Look. So I like open up the thing, and he's like, <gasps> you know, looking, yeah. and I'm like, get back, get back. So, <laughs> so yeah, man, it, it, it's. It's a different experience. I mean, it's a it's a huge responsibility. I mean, because if you if you look at him, he's kind of like a huge child. He always wants some attention. Yeah. And um, blah. Um. So, um. With that being said, you know, it's a huge responsibility, and um, but it's awesome. I mean, it's 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 remarkable what these what these animals can do, yeah, man. I it's, mean, it's the obedience that it, blows me away. The, it is on the command on the spot. The, I mean, the training that these dogs get. So, he was originally born in Belgium, mm-hmm. in Holland. Okay. Okay, so, you know, these dogs from day one, as puppies, I mean, they're just they're just trained. From day one, he was, he was born to do exactly what he's doing today. Mm-hmm. So, that's what he was born to do. And so, he's... That is why they are the way they are. And then you have, you have dogs for different purposes. I mean, you have dogs that, that can... That can um, hunt for bombs like when i was still when i was in marine corps we had bomb dogs wow um so i mean they're they literally they can sniff the diff they can utilize like i said remember he can pick a pickle out of a cheeseburger right. with his nose that's crazy you could pick up a bomb scent i mean i mean different components different right. different types of materials that are used they're trained to smell those different like ammonium nitrate uh-huh. and different types of components that they use these these dogs are trained uh-huh. to to pick up that scent wow and uh, you've got dogs for different purposes. I mean, you've got dogs that are specifically meant for tracking, for search and rescue reasons. Yeah. He he's tracking, but he's more or less track. I'm coming to find you tracking. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. I'm. He's he. We track felons. Yeah. Or, or not necessarily felons, but someone that's committed a felony. Mm-hmm. So. Right. That's that's what we do. Hopefully, too, I'm gonna be implementing him more on the SWAT team. So. It's cool about these dogs is if you think about it like that, another use of them is like a SWAT dog, or not necessarily a SWAT dog, but just tactical use of a canine in a SWAT scenario. With that being said, you have different ways that you would breach or enter a room, right? So you would yeah. use a sledgehammer. Yeah, because when you open, he opened that door. Oh yeah, well, yeah, or didn't he, you know? But 
I mean, dude, he's like a velociraptor. You got to be careful. He'll open doors. I mean, he's very... They, now, they are smart. They are so smart. And I say that jokingly about the velociraptor thing, but he's smart, dude. Yeah. He, he really is. Like, he, he knows things, like... On top of that, too, like I was telling you earlier, like, the character. Yeah. He has his own personality, man. So, yeah. it's like he's like a total chill dude, but, like, he's that... He's like... He's... You ever seen The Replacements? Yes. You know the one that they used to tell... The telling, they were like, hey, you know, remember what I said about red shirts in practice? You know, the dude that's like real quiet. Yeah. This is my guy right here. Stanley. You know, so, but I mean, he's sweet as can be. You know, when he's at home, you know, he's, he wants to be loved on and stuff. But, you know, let's say like it's me and you sitting in here and we're just like chopping up dope and we got like our AKs and stuff. You Mm -hmm. know, we're ready to fight. We're going to protect our stash. Yeah. SWAT team's coming rolling in. There's multiple ways they can enter this house. They're either going to do a physical breach with they're going to use a Halligan tool or or a ram or a sledgehammer to knock that door open. Mm -hmm. They can use explosive breaching, which is they put a charge on the door, blow it open, or on a wall, depending on what type of charge, donut charge, blow the handle off, whatever they got to do. Use a shotgun for, you know, same reason, do a figure eight, knock out the locks, knock out the... The hinges, do whatever you gotta do to get in the door, or we break and rake a window and send the canine in and just ch- literally like throw him, throw him in the window. Literal firm missile. And, and then, point. like, once he's in there, all you hear is ah! screaming. Now, for safety purposes, you know, you would wanna kind of do like a simultaneous takedown yeah. type of situation because yeah, you, you don't want them the to dog you in solo. You don't want them to shoot the dog, but. Oh, yeah, and by the way, like, I mean, he's considered the, the value of his life is equal to another officer. Absolutely. And that's the same way it is in the military, too. Um, when I was in the military, one of my, one of my guys, uh, one, of, one of my junior Marines was our, at the, he, when uh, they were getting ready to go, he got assigned to the, the dog. He was okay. the handler. Okay. So, and it, uh, what ended up happening is, is that dog was a higher rank than he was he's a lance corporal that dog was a corporal that's so wild it is wild and and it's not as crazy as it seems like people make jokes about it but at the same time it kind of makes sense but at the same time as a handler like you don't just treat your dogs like shit i'm not saying there's not guys out there that do yeah that don't but like that's where it kind of fell into play like this dog is a higher rank than you like you have to render obedience not necessarily render obedience to your dog but like Render obedience to his rank, like don't beat him, don't mistreat him, kind mm-hmm. of like type situations. And you know, I guess there was some maybe some kind of formality to it in a formal situation. I, I don't understand. I don't know. Him and I are both yeah. on the same level, pretty much as far as that goes. So, so does, does like the rank does that roll into police work as well? No, or? I mean, and it really wouldn't affect me. Yeah, because yeah. of my title. Yeah, but, right. Mm. Uh, yeah, if it was just like a regular officer, it'd be like, hey, he's higher than you. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but <laughs> I, it, they don't do it like that. Yeah. But yeah, bro, it's a, I love it. I'm, I've enjoyed it. We so actually, how, it's been, what, two, three weeks since you've taken over the uh, dog It's handling? been about a month now. Um, we go at the end of the month. We go to Texas for some, some training, some canine training. And uh, when we get back, dude, we're going to be rocking and rolling. Um, I'll go ahead and break this out. You know, you you're talking about wanting to put the sleeve on. Yeah, dude. Once we once we get back from training, you need to come ride with us one night. And I mean, Love to, man. I mean, I've I've Love got to. I've got plenty of vest, armor, and stuff that you can just wear. I mean, yeah. you really wouldn't have you really wouldn't be able to get out of the truck. Yeah. But 
just watch us work, man. Like, you know, you yeah, I'd, lo- know. I'd love to see him in action. Yeah. Because I mean, it's that prey of the hunt thing you're yeah. talking about. And I mean, dude, like, you know, once I activate it, like, say we're stopping a, stopping a vehicle and I suspect that there's potentially, like, narcotics in the vehicle or maybe there's something, maybe an odor or something that gives me indication that there could be narcotics inside this vehicle, mm-hmm. some type of controlled substance. You know, the person may or may not comply with my asking them, hey, may I search your vehicle? If I don't have any kind of probable cause to get inside the vehicle, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll be like, hey, you know, may I search your vehicle? Stanley can be the probable cause. Yeah, that he can. So that person, I'll want, I'll run him around, and that's, he's utilizing that prey drive. He's, he's trying, he is, he's focused on the end game. Like, he's wanting to find it because he wants to be rewarded. He wants his toy. Yeah. Is that that's that's his thing? Yeah, that's the reward for finding yeah. it. Yep, yeah. So he wants his toy, man. He wants that's what he wants. He wants that toy, man. He wants the wants his goodie. So like so. with um, what about like as far as expectancy of service for these dogs? How long do they typically serve? Is it very? Um, that's gonna be a better question for somebody that's been doing it longer than I have. But I mean, these dogs. They retire. You have to retire them. Yeah. Uh, my boss, his dog, Cartouche, they've been together. I want to say they've been together for probably like, I want to say at least six, seven years, maybe. I don't I don't even know if it's been that long. But I, I think once around that time, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's four years old. Yeah. He's still fresh. Yeah. You know, if you count. I mean, he's basically coming out of puppyhood, if you want to put that Yeah, way. I mean, if you count, you know, <laughs> coming out of being one year old and everything and right now i mean he's a big old couch tater i'm trying to drop his weight and stuff like that and get him back into shape Ooh, your mama's gonna be mad you gotta flee yeah no i did i i bathe him in a don't blue dome and that stuff works miracles man kills the fleas i mean which he don't really have them that bad he sheds pretty bad but yeah off. Off. <laughs> there he goes, man. That is awesome. Blythe. So, <laughs> yeah. But when we get back, man, we're gonna we're gonna be rocking and rolling. I hate it now because we'll be out there and oh, he wants to get out of the truck so bad. He's like, let me out, Dad. Let me out. He's just barking and hooting <laughs> and hollering. And I need him, man. I need him out there. I so until him. you get that training, you. Yeah, we we we, we got to be certified. You know, I, I can't. Um, I can't, I can't use him legally right now. Like all we do is train right now. That's all we've been doing. So everything we've done, we've done in training, unless it's an extra circumstance. So that what I'm saying is, is, is if somebody tries to reach in my truck and harm me, and he happens to bite, that's that's extra circumstance. I mean, even if we're out on a traffic stop and I'm in danger, and he's comes and he's, you know, that's my last resort is to resort to him. It'd be in, a, in extreme circumstances. It was my life. He was the only thing I had to to save my life. I mean, you have to. I, I mean, what even if we're not certified, I mean, he would, you know. So it's also about the bond too, man. Do yeah. I have the bond, and that's that's something that him and I are still working on. Because he's coming off a previous handler. Yeah. But I will say, I think we're doing a lot. I think we're doing a lot better than what people anticipated, man. Like. But it's, 
I've always been a I've always been real good with 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 dogs. Yeah. I'm a dog guy. Yeah. I've always I mean I've I've always had dogs. Yeah. And uh, so. I know you might be uh, you might have some competition right yeah, here, brother. So, but like the thing <laughs> is, is like with him, you know, like I was like I was explaining earlier, these are pack these are these are pack dogs. So. Yeah. This is our pack. Yeah, it's you and him. And so every day, the way the way he considers it is, I'm his alpha. He has to submit obedience to me. That's why he listens to me. Mm-hmm. Now he will challenge me, and we'll fight. No joke. Like I mean, he hadn't really got me good. He got me good this morning on the wrist right there, but he did that by accident. Yeah. Because when he bites me playing, he doesn't he doesn't try to bite bite me. He'll yeah. open his mouth and like because we're playing. But if he ever if he tries to challenge me, like I'll I'll do something to kind of push my dominance on him so that way he understands and knows yeah who's alpha so like i'll make a command and i'll show my teeth and stuff like that like i get into it man like i might as well i mean you know like people think it's crazy but dude when we're out there working like i'm making all kind of sounds yeah. and running around and making all kinds of crazy noises and off well, all right today was voting day november 6th and i don't know if you participated and i'm not here to tell you good or bad i myself did not Somebody's <laughs> mad at you. Yeah, there's, there's probably more than somebody's. There's somebody's mad at me, but the point of it is, is here's my take on it. I believe that I am just as much American if I do not vote as if I do vote. And not exercising my right to vote is just as good as exercising this right. And so if you want to go, well, he's conservative, he's liberal, he's Democratic, he's Republican. You can't paint me in a box because... Uh, I'm not in any of those boxes, and this this is kind of a, and maybe this will be something that we can expound on with uh, different people as we go on throughout the show. But I personally like when I when I think Democratic Republican, and I was like, oh, you may be completely wrong, but <laughs> and that's fine. But I always I always saw the where we are now, and I, there there's a shift because there, once upon a time, like. It was the Democrats that were doing what Republicans do now and vice versa at one time. So personally, I see like the, the Democratic Party is more of the dreamers and like the Republican is more of a realist to me to, in some extent. And so I think we need both. But like what we haven't had in years, probably 20 years, as long as possibly we've been alive is they haven't worked together. You're right. You, and I'll tell you what we don't need. It's not that we don't need Democrats, we don't need Republicans, we don't need liberals. That's what we don't need. Okay. You know, we're we're one nation, and if you think about it, when 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 America, when we <clears throat> when the Pilgrims seceded from the Church and came to the United States and set up the first colony in Jamestown, and they and you know and they did that, mm-hmm. and then and then they rose up as a nation, and we fought the Revolutionary War, and that started and. We were oppressed by the British, and then we came together in our founding fathers. During that time, mm-hmm. there wasn't no white and black, red and blue. You know what I mean? There wasn't no elephant and the donkey. There wasn't. Dem- no. I mean, and it we was. We were one. We were one nation. Mm-hmm. And and there's there's been so much division over these past mm-hmm. few elections, man. And we, and we we love to make these things a race issue, and we love to make these things a gun issue, and we like to make these things. A foreign issue. And, and the thing is, what you just said, all these issues, that is why you vote. 
Now, granted, I'll be honest, I didn't vote for the longest time because I was in the military. And okay. it wasn't frowned upon if you didn't vote when you were in the military because, like I told you earlier, whoever got voted as the president, your commander-in-chief, regardless if you Democratic like him Republican. or not, don't matter. That's yeah. who you got. Your yeah. vote don't really count, brother. You, you're, you're serving him regardless if you voted or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That being said... It's things like that. It's like you you see people, man. These people that are on Facebook and you know these, oh, I'll be these so Facebook glad when lawyers, all that's passed on, man. And, and these people are always years. like oppressing their opinions. Well, today's the day that you go out there and you and you put it to the paper. You know, you go yeah. to the ballots and you vote. Now, you know here, you know we had like your different circuit court judges and stuff like that. You know, nothing crazy. Who who do we want to go? Who do we? You know, there's two senators from every state or you know depending on the size of the population of the state who do you want who who do you want to be in, in the senate from our state yeah, well it's like, two every state then you so, have your congressman by mm-hmm. population so yeah that's what this yeah so who do you want you know who do you want to go stuff like that nothing big you know mm-hmm. it wasn't presidential election or anything like that what we're honestly we're 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 like small towns small places like that where it gets where, where it gets real where it gets real political is we like your uh, your mayors and stuff like that that's where it gets real political even the sheriff even the even the sheriff uh, so that's when you start to go back in that whole democratic republican what are their thoughts are they liberal or what but the thing is dude is everybody has everybody's entitled to their opinion and kind of like where I was going is we were a nation built on different ideas and different opinions like we were when we were being oppressed by the british early pilgrim settlers there was one mindset one idea mm-hmm. you followed church you followed the law of the church mm-hmm. church was law okay. god was law okay and they had one rule it didn't matter if you were an idealist or you had different opinions or anything like that if you strayed away from the church you were punished mm-hmm once we stepped away from that, you had a nation that was made up of those dreamers, those people that had different ideas and different opinions. And it got to the point to where, okay, we've got so many people with different opinions, like, let's let's split the room a little bit. And, dude, if you go back into, the, like, our U.S. history and, like, listen to all the different types of parties, I mean, there's more than Democratic Republicans. Oh, there's so yeah. many different parties. You got the Tea Party. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the Green Party. Yeah. Yeah, the list goes um, on. So, but I mean, there's only two that's taken seriously. Yeah, and and the thing is, is whether you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, what your views are. Instead of getting out here and making all these twenty minute long videos on Facebook or doing all this or that, today's the day that you actually, instead of talking crap to your neighbor or whomever, today's the day you get out there and make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's days like this. Mm-hmm. And I mean... Cast your vote. So, I mean, if you don't vote, you don't vote. That's okay. Yeah, my voice went silent. Um, and it has been for years. Yeah, it, it, I, it's, it's been eight years since I voted. Yeah. If you don't vote, you don't vote. That is, once again, we're talking about different... That is your... It's your thing. <laughs> if you want to vote, go vote. If you don't want to vote, don't go vote. And that's what I hate... I, and I say hate, hate is a strong word, but I get so bent out of shape about people that bash on people for not voting. Yeah. Okay, I was in the military for four years in active duty and did did serve some more time in the reserve side of it. I'm a law enforcement officer. Okay, so, yeah, I in a sense, I have served for my rights, my freedoms, for your rights and your freedoms, so that people, you know, so you can have the right to vote. No, I didn't. 
I didn't go do what I do just so Billy Bob could have the right to vote. Right. I did that so we could be a freedom. I mean, uh, we could be a, a nation built on freedom. You know, that that's we fought for our night, our nation. We fought for our country. We fought for our people. We didn't fight just so this guy could vote and this guy could talk crap about the other dude for not voting. And that's what I hate. I mean, if you don't if you don't want to vote, I don't I don't like. Um... I don't like people talking crap about. Oh well, you're 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 a Democrat, you're a liberal, or well, you're a conservative. I don't I don't like it. Like you draw those lines, like just because you believe that way that you can't have anything in common. A lot of people draw that line right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you think that way, ideologically, I can't be in the same room as you. I think that's ridiculous. And now we take a break from all of that. Play a song by the Beatles. It's come together. And after the song, we're going to move into a story that kind of talks about uh, just this tension and uh, how it's important to overcome. Um, you got to find some kind of way, though. Flat top he come, grooving up slowly he got Juju eyeball he won, holy roller he got Hair down to his knee Gotta be a joker, he just do what he please finger he shoot coca-cola he say i know you you know me one thing i can tell you is you got to be free come together right now over me and so just like over my experience man and i uh, while I was in Mobile, man, I, I, I had the privilege of serving in a lot of inner city ministries. And at, at one of the jobs I held, I worked with the president of the uh, NAACP that was over the, the Mobile area. And I mean, while I was working through this and getting to know the inner city and working in the inner city and talking to the NAACP president and hearing his voice, and then we're going into the way that the town is moving. And I'm I'm hearing their voices like we're being left behind. And I mean you, you don't you don't have to you don't have to drive very far in Pritchard to realize like yeah, that's a pretty bad it's a pretty bad spot. A lot of people's like, well it's the people. Well, maybe it is, but a lot of times it ain't. Like, they are those type there, but at the same time, I mean a lot of them have to choose that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's there's no other way. Or it's all they saw, it's all they know. And so, like my thing is, I hate the term social justice because it's been it's been run out through the mud and it's dragged out and it, it's caused a lot of problems. Like just looking at it for everything that social justice stands for right now, but 
when I talk social justice, is like the minorities and the people who feel like they don't have a voice, voting is that chance mm-hmm. to go out and make a difference. I'm past, you know, I have to go red or blue or I have to feel this way because like a lot of times, like I said, man, it, to me, it's, it's a dreamer versus a realist. And I like some of the ideas that this party presents and I like some of the ideas that this party presents. And for a lot of times for me is... Let me ask you a question. Eh. Have you ever, you know what they say, this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt at any point in time, whether you were a kid or adult now or a teenager or whatever, any point in time in your life, and this goes, and I know that there's probably minorities out there that can, you know, that can, that can, and this is where we're going to touch some hearts and minds out there when we start bringing stuff like this up because yeah. people are going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to have their opinions. Once again, everybody's opinions is, are valued. Mm-hmm. It's just what the nation, what the world has to understand is just because you don't agree with the way that this person's treating you or y'all don't agree with the way that we treat this group of people or the way that the government's handling this or the way that this person's doing this, they're all opinions. Yes. It's opinions. So, and they're like buttholes, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got one. Exactly. So at any point in time in your life, have you ever felt like you weren't free? Not yet. I mean... Now, in some some aspects, when I've been out of this nation, and yeah, it, there was a suppression where I didn't feel like I had the freedom to do whatever. And that's what's so great about living here, and people take it so for granted. Like I, People were losing their crap over the last presidential election. Like, I'm leaving. I was like... If you want to leave, that's fine. But go anywhere else. And then holler at your boy and, and tell me that there ain't a better place to be because like right now we're doing a podcast. Yeah. And I don't have to feel threatened. No. For putting my opinion or expressions out there. Because I'm countries. free to do it. And so, man, I've got this story. Um, I was working at an international organization. I had landed a job through a friend. I won't say the name of the organization. It's not important. But what is important is... The job I was given should not have been given to me. It was given to me because of who I knew. You know what I'm saying? There were, there were more people that were already working there that was more capable than I. But I got the job. And when I was given the job, I went in for the interview, and it was, it was a joke of an interview. It was pretty much, hey, shaking hands, you're on board. You know what I'm saying? It was a hookup. And they went on the job. For this company, you had to be clean-shaven. And I came in day one, did not clean-shave. I wanted to see how long I could get away with it. So day one, can't do that again. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I, I, met, I met my crew and introduced myself, and they had told me before, matter of fact, in the interview, that you're going to have one guy. He's the alpha of the pack. He has three guys that do whatever he says. And he's going to give you problems the entire time. That's fine. And I had been working in management for two years. I had been managing crews for two years, so I had plenty of management experience, but this is a different animal. And so the night I went in and introduced myself to the crew that I was going to be over, like the guy that they had mentioned, so, you know, I went through the run through. Hey, I'm Alan. It's nice to meet all of y'all. It's good to be working with all of you. Looking forward to what we're going to be getting done. And like, he just started just laughing. I was like, okay, this is getting out to a great start. And so anyway, like, my boss takes over. The guy that hired me, and he's like, look, 
this is Allen. He's going to be taking over. The guy that came in to do the job last time wasn't getting the job done. Allen's going to be the guy for the job. He's going to get her numbers where they need to do. Um, so here it is. And so I, I had taken over the job, and I had been working it probably for about two weeks. And I had had I had been butting heads with this guy. And I'm I'm very non-confrontational. I like to handle things with words and be as polite as I can until it comes to an issue. And so one night, I had given the guy specific instructions, nothing ridiculous. And he flat out to my face told me no. Mm. And I just told him, I was like, hey, if you don't do it, I'm going to have a problem. Because I specifically need that job done. Yeah. My boss told me to have that job done, and it happens to fall on you. That's your line. You're in charge of it. Do it. He says no. Okay. Well, the end of the night comes, I go and look. Still ain't done what I asked. Getting ready to leave. I let him leave. Come back day number two, I had already gotten up with the union steward, who happened to be the president of the UN, NAACP I was talking about. And so... I'd already told him my concern. I was like, look, I don't have any issue with the guy. He didn't do the job instructed. I do not want to um, write him up or try to get him fired. I'm going to gonna try to work this out a little bit differently. I just wanted to come to you, and I wanted you to talk to him and let him know that I had every right to write him up, but I chose not to. Okay. Well, he goes and does that. And so later that night, and by the way, my crew was about seven people, and predominantly African-American with the exception of one, and she was a lesbian. And the reason that she was a lesbian, because as a entire childhood up to, um, you know, until the point she was moving out of the house, she was abused by a male figure. So she doesn't like being around males, especially males who are loud and demonstrative. And so got up with a guy, talked to him, and he came to me, and I was with her and we were going through the job for the night and he walked up to me and he just started dog cussing getting really loud got right in my face talking to me i ain't never been cussed out like this before Hmm. never and she it was it was so bad like she thought it was going to a point that she had gotten up into a truck and locked herself in it just wanted to completely get away from the situation and so he finally finished and i was i just you finished yeah and he walked off, and like she opened up the truck door, and she's like, how big are your balls? Oh, what are you talking about? And he's like, I've never seen anybody get dog cussed out like that and not do anything, just like he did. You, If there was a high road, I mean, you live it, I guess. And so and I was like, well, look, we, do, we do this to make a point. And she's like, well, what's your point? And I was like, well, you're about to see. And so anyway, he got so mad that night. He left after that. So I had him there. Could have wrote him up again. Chose not to. And so Union Steward comes up. Well, I heard about your little scuffle. And I also saw that he walked out early. I'm on your side. Which is strange because supervision and union does not work together. They're constantly in battle. And so he was like, if you want him out, I'll get him out. And so I already won the Union Steward over, which is a rarity. I don't want to do anything. What? Mm -mm. I don't think that would prove anything. Because if... If we let him go, somebody else would just take his place. Let's work through this. So what's your plan? I just want to talk to him. Next night comes up, we're starting the day. 
You ain't got no paperwork for me? Nah. No, I don't have any paperwork for you. Even after last night. Yeah. Now, by the way, I'm not going to let you run over me, but I do this to make a point. I think you're doing all of this just out of a predisposition because of skin color. Brother, I'm not that way. I don't see you any differently. I don't know why you work this job. Now, granted, probably with the position that you have, you're not doing it for the money. So you're probably doing it for the really good health benefits. I, I get that. But, man, I've been given this job. And I have a job to do. And by the way, this guy, when he actually wants to work, he's fast. He's probably the best guy on the entire crew. And after that night, won him over. And his little pack, the two, three guys that followed him, they fell in line. And the numbers that they were wanting, they, they weren't actually achievable. You know how it is with corporations. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a go a bar set so high, it's not even feasible. But we were knocking at it like, before I took over, they were at like 16 or 17% of what they needed. And what the company wanted was 75% a night. And we were at, we were knocking at 58%. And so, I mean, it was, I don't, I don't know if we would have ever got to 75. But we were really getting it there. But the road I took was a road of understanding, and I wanted to meet him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Not going to lie. Yeah, we have different skin color. And we probably have different ideologies, different beliefs. You've probably been done some kind of a way to make you feel the way that you feel. And I don't feel that way. I don't care. I don't, it's a person-to-person it's a -person basis on me. I'm not, I'm not for all that. I don't, I don't see... Oh, well, you're that way, so you must be this. No, I don't, I don't do all that. I don't get into all that. It's person to person. And that's the way I take, like, with however you feel politically, man, it probably has a whole lot to do with who your parents were and how they believed. And it has a whole lot to do with how you were raised and what school you were probably brought up in and the area. Because living here in the South, predominantly, it's, with the exception of probably Florida, it's, you know, it's mostly red. And so, I mean, living up anywhere, if you're north, or east, or out west, it's probably blue. And so, I'm not here to say who's right, who's wrong, but, I'm, man, I am so sick and tired of people just bashing one another over red, blue, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. We're one. We are one. And it's, it, I, I wish we would just come together and start working together instead of just trying to divide and pull each other apart. Because, I mean, it's almost like, and we'll move on into this from here, it's almost like with... Well, the Avengers. Well, you know what the best way to tear them apart would be? Is if you would just let them rip themselves apart. Yeah. Let them beat themselves. And so if you want to see a country fall, let it tear itself apart. And so instead of creating all this animosity, I wish we'd just come together. We have our dreamers and our realists. And both sides, I mean, they, they present a lot of different ideas. And I'm not here to say who's right, who's wrong. But I am pro-gun. Absolutely. Uh, maybe we could do a better job of saying who gets a gun and who can't get a gun. But then again, if you're American and you're born here illegally, you have every right to own a gun when you're of age. Whether, you know, I think medical conditions should be taken into account, but you're American, so, I mean, if you want a gun, you can have a gun. You, mm. That's your right. I'm pro-gun, but like I say, I stand towards, I see the other side, but I would like some kind of, maybe some kind of an evaluation to where I'd be like, you're fit. But I don't know what that would look like. 
fit as in to, to be own. able to handle and carry a oh, gun. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. But and then, but then, who would who would consult this test, and who's to say? Oh, dude, there's people, there's gun enthusiasts everywhere, and there's people that 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 own ranges, and there's, I mean, there's people in my profession that go to classes to be instructors, and the thing is, is in my opinion, this is what should happen. You want to buy a gun. Yeah. Let's say you want to buy a gun. Okay. Anybody in the United States or anybody in, in Columbus, Mississippi, can go right now and buy a. You can go down sh- the Gary's and can can buy, buy a, a shotgun. Yeah. Out of the out of the daggone just buy a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Shotguns nobody looks at every day, but I mean, shotguns just as dangerous. So with that being said, every weapon should be evaluated. Every weapon. And the thing is, is what should happen is if you want to buy a gun, one. You, they need. It doesn't matter if you're buying a freaking shotgun, rifle, whatever. The first thing that needs to happen is they need to run a criminal background. Okay. A criminal background. If you have a felony. Okay. Or 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 any kind of aggravated charges. They, so where you you show a tendency towards aggression. Or you know violence or something like that. That that needs to be addressed. And me personally, am I saying that okay? Because you got, you know, you got so many DUIs, does that mean you need to not have a gun? Because what if, you know, finally wised up one day and, you know, after you get out of prison or whatever, and after you wise up one day, you want to go deer hunting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. What I'm saying is, is that needs to be the first step in evaluation. We, we, we let so many people through the cracks, mm-hmm. but they need to be evaluated. They need to sit here and they need to say, okay, this guy's got, you know, he's got a felony, Right. And, and people are like, well, it was just a drug charge. All right, this dude's openly selling ounces on ounces of whatever controlled substance he's selling. He's not scared. He's yeah. not afraid. Serial numbers are probably scratched off the gun. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy, he's not scared, so, you know, give him a gun. He's not going to be scared to use it, right? Mm-hmm. You know? He's well, already made that choice. So the first step needs to be that criminal background, that criminal investigation. Number two... You need to seek. It's not about seek. You would, in order to obtain any type of license where you would be able to main uh, a weapon of any type. You would need to, in my opinion, you would need to attend some sort of class on safety. Not no. Not not a not an online class. You need to go to where an instructor, because a lot of people go out here and buy guns and they've never fired a weapon in their life. Uh-huh. You need to go out there and you need to learn how to load, unload, properly carry, properly use that weapon, mm-hmm. you know, properly fire it, how to utilize, you know, even teach them a little bit of basic marksmanship and stuff okay. like that because a lot of people these days are, are buying weapons for self-defense. Give them a little basic marksmanship, instruct them, show them how to break the weapon down, show them how to maintain it, show them how to clean it, show them how to take care and be responsible with this firearm, teach them the laws, teach them, you know, because I'm going to tell you right now, and, and that's what people are teaching people nowadays, is like, say somebody comes in this house right now and tries to tries to rob us and, and you know, we shoot them in cold blood, mm-hmm. they're going to come and they're going to arrest, they're going to come, they're going to arrest us, yes. even though we did the right thing, yeah. in a certain point of view. But that that all of these things need to be the reason why it's called CYA cover you know cover your butt you know what I'm saying yeah like you know so this guy's been evaluated he has no criminal background he's conducted some sort of test almost as similar as taking a driving yeah. driving test so, yeah like getting your driver license and, I thought, yeah the gun license I think that should be a thing and and at, at that point in time boom 
he can buy a firearm. But here's the thing, just like a driver's license, I cannot, technically, I cannot go out and drive a, a big truck. I need CDLs, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that you want to buy a, a more of an enhanced weapon. Okay. Well, if that's going to be the case, you, you are... You need one, more training. Not only that, but you surrender yourself to a... You submit yourself to another round of evaluations. Okay, let's check back up on you. Have you had any felonies or any kind of aggravated crimes in the past this 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 amount of time? They run your background again. Okay. Right? Okay. Because who's to say dude bought a shotgun, all right, three years from then wants to buy an assault rifle, right? Mm-hmm. And but yet he just did he just like beat the crap out of some guy like in between those three years and got you know like yeah, maybe yeah. like what ten years about? prison or, or you know not ten years but like, you know got some got some jail time you know out of something like a felony. Uh -huh. So anyways, and then once again they have to go through the proper training of how to how to how to load and maintain that weapon, how to unload it, how to properly take care of it, and how right. to and, and learn about the weapon laws and stuff like that. That's what I think that what needs to happen. And I think it's also an age that would, thing that too. Would, that would be a great thing. That would be a great thing, but I think what we need to really keep in mind is who is conducting these tests. And like what's so hard about it, Cole, is I, I believe that you need somebody that is truly unbiased. Or an organization that's going to be truly unbiased that cannot be bought by either side, either party, and to keep as hard as it would be to keep politics completely out of it. Yeah, I mean, the, the and is, for it to be run, this, this is specifically we're we're here to teach. We're, we're about guns. These people are interested in owning a gun. They, you know, self defense, whatever their need is for owning a firearm. We're here to properly train. Their background checks out. They done good with the class. They can own, you know, whatever. And then, you know, if there's an advanced class to where you can get into the AR types or maybe some different kind of mods or things like that. And here's the thing. I think that's a great idea. And just like you have to get your license renewed. Yeah. When you go to get your license renewed, get guess your what guns happens? renewed. Your guns things gets renewed. Mm -hmm. But let me let me go ahead. Let me let me show you. Let me kind of tell you something kind of Just show you or like a reality, like a picture here. For okay. Me. Yeah. So like back in back in the early days, and I'm not saying this ain't the way that it is now because it's not. There's some homes that do not own a firearm. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't believe in it, or therefore they just they just don't have it. There's some people that can't afford it. I mean, whatever the case is, everybody needs to be held to the same standard, regardless if you were like a Navy SEAL or just regular Joe Schmo that flips burgers at, at McDonald's. Yeah. But here's the crazy thing: back in like the early days, like let's say like 1770s and stuff like that, back okay. in the, you know Revolutionary War days, stuff like that. There, you could you could find a musket in just about every home. Okay. Every home, there was a you could find it. Now was that, heat. was that so that that was that so father could go and and commit felonies and murder? No, that was the one protect to protect his family, to hunt, to provide for his family, mm -hmm. and to protect his land. Exactly. All right. Now, here's another picture because this is America, right? This is America. We're all about the free. We have the Republicans, Democrats in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can find an AK-47 with at least one magazine of rounds in every home. At, at least, minimum, at least one AK-47 and one magazine of rounds. Yes, you can. You will. And by, wow. and by law, they are allowed to have that one magazine wow. and one AK-47. Okay. So, oh crap, Afghanistan, you mean like where our enemies are, Taliban, all this other stuff? Absolutely. 
Is that weapon so that he can go and shoot at U.S. troops? No. So he can protect his land, his family, and provide. Now, I'm not saying they got great hunting out there in Afghanistan or anything, but same thing. Yeah. Same principles. Yeah. Exact same thing. Uh Uh-huh. 100 million thousand miles away, same exact thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you take this idea back before firearms. Mm -hmm. Well, wherever you want to go, let's go back before firearms. Let's just say it was bow arrows and swords, man. I guarantee you in those homes, man, the cat was packing some kind of heat to do those exact things because you wanted to be armed, you wanted to be ready for whatever the circumstance. Protect your home, Provide for your family. You know, this kind of reminds me of something that happened to me Sunday. So, I'm not going to name any names. I'm just going to say uh, I was coming home from... I just left church. We just got home from church. And I was going to go get me and Megan a drink from the store. And I, I was in my work truck. And I observed a guy, you know, kind of breaking some traffic laws. Okay. Uh, and uh, so, I conducted a traffic stop with this guy. I'm familiar with him. Uh, he's kind of a, not, I wouldn't say he's like a habitual offender, but more or less, I've had run-ins with him before. He does, he does, he does use drugs, but the first thing I noticed when I walked into the car was there was a pistol right there beside of his right leg and tucking in between his seat. Now, let's stop, let's freeze frame that real quick, because okay. this is where it's going to go, and people are going to be like, well, he's a cop, blah, 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 this, that, and the other, but no, 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 let me tell you something. All right, the regular call is like, okay. If that was me, I'd have a pistol with me. Yes, I would absolutely. Yeah. If you, if I'm, I'm me, I'm trained. I know how to use it, right? I carry a pistol with me everywhere, everywhere I go, on duty, off duty. That's true. Never fails. Do. I, I, I don't never see you without one. So, the thing is, 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 is when I look at this guy, do I necessarily consider him automatically as a police officer a threat? No, no. But because of his history, not even that. But. With the way that the world is nowadays and people killing cops and stuff like that, like, yes, I conducted myself to, and I didn't, and I didn't treat him in any bad way. I will say it did get a little heated there for a minute because he was kind of being a butthead. Yeah. But I told him, I said, stop what you're doing. Go ahead and step out of the vehicle. The reason why I said that is because I didn't want to draw. Get him away from that I gun. I, exactly. I didn't want to draw his attention to the gun. He was like, he looked at me and he said, no. I said, I can drag you out of this car or you can step out and we can continue this exact exact same conversation on the behind your car and he was like why why what's wrong i haven't done i said there's a gun in your car mm-hmm. if you reach for that weapon i will reach for mine i i mean i will have to act accordingly at this same at this time am i still thinking that this guy's a threat potentially could be yeah he's showing me some kind of aggression at this point but and is he wrong for having that weapon in his Once vehicle? Once again, no. No, That is not. his right. White, black, Chinese, Hispanic, doesn't does not matter. matter. I don't profile like that. That man is carrying that weapon in his car to protect himself mm-hmm. and whoever's with him. Mm-hmm. Right? And he and has a, the right to do so. He does. So what do I do? He complies. He's like, okay, okay, okay. He gets out. What do I do? I take the weapon, I empty the round out of the chamber, drop the magazine, Take all the bullets out of the magazine, separate the rounds, the magazine, the firearm from each other. Mm-hmm. That's it. Weapons rendered safe. I'm not going to go and seize his weapon unless, of course, it, 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 it I needed to. Yeah. But at this point in time, did I additionally charge him or, or enhance anything or anything like that because no. of that weapon? You were just protecting yourself. I was protecting myself. 
And I'm protecting him because I don't want him to do the wrong thing and me have to do... Me Forcefully have to, act. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's nothing wrong with owning a gun. And that's what people say, well, you know, it's, it's, because, I'm, it's because I'm black, it's because I'm Mexican, it's because I'm... You know, and here's the thing. Like, I got buddies up that work up in Metro Nashville Police Department. And, okay. you know, there's different ethnicities. They got a lot of, like, uh, per, uh, 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 like not Peruvians, but, like, Parisian-type people, like Persians. Okay. Yeah, like Persians up there. Okay. And uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of gang activity around these Persians. Okay. okay. But the thing is, is, okay, in that area of the United States, they have that. I don't, have not seen the first Persian in Columbus. Just I don't honest. think I know a Persian. I wouldn't know if I saw one. I yeah. would... I guess I would think he's like Middle Eastern or some type or whatever. But because of what that, you know, the criminal activity up there and the gangs and stuff like that. You have a special eye for that. If he sees this guy and he's carrying a weapon, you know what I'm saying? There's never anything wrong with somebody carrying a weapon. And I don't condone people just to walk around with AKs or ARs or pistols slung or openly carried throughout and everything. No, but if you're that. driving to the store and you got a pistol in your car, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're going to church and you got a pistol in your in your back pocket, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. If you go out with your family and you have a firearm, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. If you get stopped, and here's my thing, here's my fort, here's my thing. I'm gonna go ahead and teach everybody in in the world. How to, how to conduct yourself with, Ooh, with let's police. Let's do this. So, Al, you're driving, you swerved, whatever, taillights out, you got an expired tag, whatever. Police officer pulls over. Mm-hmm. You have a firearm in plain view. It's yours. Mm-hmm. You're licensed to carry it. Mm-hmm. You're certified to carry it. You're mm-hmm. trained with it, right? Mm-hmm. Your intentions are not to shoot anybody that walks up to your car. Mm-mm. This law enforcement officer is going to walk up to your car now, if it's me, first thing I'm going to do while I'm talking to you, I'm looking all around because that's the first thing I'm doing. Yeah, you want to get... I'm trying I'm to looking. see what I got. All right? I'm going to... I'm gonna. Let's say I see that weapon. Like I said, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to separate you from that weapon. People say all the time, well, do you want me to hand it to you? Absolutely no, not. I don't do want not, you to handle it. Don't put your hands on it. Well, what if I put it up on my dash? I do no. not want it in your hand because exactly. at that point I have to put mine in my hand Absolutely. because you are threatening me. And people are like, well, what if like while you're walking up to the car, what if I will already put it up on the dash so you can see it when you get there? Don't touch it. D- just Don't leave it alone. Leave it alone. Yeah. Best thing you can do is when that officer walks up to your vehicle, the first thing you tell him is I have a firearm. I have a firearm. This is where it's located. Do not offer to grab it. Do not offer to get it for him. Politely, if he asks you to step out of that vehicle, get out of the car. Okay? Now, if you've got drugs or something else on you, that's your... Ma- you're, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're wrong. You're already in the wrong. All right, but the thing <laughs> is, is just because he got you out of the vehicle, it still doesn't... He doesn't, get... he doesn't mean that he's taking you to jail at this point. Well, at the same time, just because... Just because he's got you out of the vehicle doesn't give him consent to search that vehicle, okay? And that's what people think, well, well, I got out of the car, that means he... No, 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 no. What I'm getting at is, is people, you know, you have a right to defend yourself and all this other stuff, but don't touch that firearm. If that officer, he's just trying to, he's just trying to get home at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So if you are like, officer, there's a, there's a firearm, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pistol, it's a bazooka, it's a whatever, <laughs> it's, it's, it's right yeah. here, um, he's going to be like, okay, if it's me, I'm going to be like, all right, will you mind stepping out? And getting away from it. And get and that's the first thing I'm gonna do, right? And then I'm gonna ask you, where's it at? You're gonna tell me. Oh, it's underneath the seat. I'm gonna take it up underneath the seat, and that's it. 
Boom! Mission complete. Job's done. Reason why I stopped you, Al, is because your tag's expired. Yeah. Write you a ticket. You're send done. you on your way. Guess what you still have? Your pistol. You're done. But you know where people get it wrong? It's when they do the dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. It's real easy. Don't touch it. Yeah. Don't mess with it. Yeah. I don't even care if you got a samurai sword. Don't grab it. Let it be known. Yeah. And leave it alone. Yeah, man. I like that because, I mean, there, there's so many stories of these, you know, people really freaking out or just whatever the case is like, oh, I was really mishandled. Well, did you try doing what he asked? All right, well, let's take one more stab at this thing, man. Let's uh, let's move off into the Marvel world. I know you're biting at the chumps to uh, talk about the latest in-credit scene in Ant-Man. Let's, let's, let's hash that thing out. So... We, let's go, we're going to kind of go back to Infinity Wars. Okay. From the beginning to the end, who, you know, who was not accounted for? Ant-Man. Yeah. And he there. was... And so, there was mention of him at the beginning. There was. That he would not be there. He would not be there. But the thing is, is like, uh, just he, he wasn't in there, right? Yeah. So, he wasn't in there. So, it leaves your audience to wonder, where is he? Same with Hawkeye. Yeah, where was he? Where was Hawkeye? Well, um, we don't know. No. There's been speculations that Hawkeye is, you know, he's doing the family thing and all this other stuff, and he didn't want to have any part of the Civil War, blah, 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 blah. But there's also, there's also rumor that he's going to come back as another hero called Ronan, which is, it, it is Hawkeye, but he's Ronan. Um, download that a little bit. You'll have to. I, I've got to look more into it. Okay. Um, but it's it's Hawkeye. It's the same guy, but he's Ronan. So he wears all black, different different kind of different kind of style. I think he's a little bit more darker. Okay. I think he's going to be more of a dark. Not necessarily like a. No, I was going to say not like an anti-hero more or less, but more just of a darker character. Because you know, if you've noticed, like in all the Avengers and all the Marvel movies, like. Hawkeye's always kind of been like a, a jokingly kind of guy. Except in the very beginning, like in Thor. Yeah. In Thor, he seemed pretty serious. But here's the big question. What led him to do that? I personally think his family is dead. Oh, wow. I, I think so. I think when Thanos snapped his finger and half in the population of Earth, I think that took out his family. Okay. Thus turning, turning him into Ronan. Okay. We got these two Avengers that are missing mm-hmm. from the roster in Infinity War. Right. So I started watching Ant Man and Wasp and you kinda get to kinda get to see like what's going on with them, their whole story, you know, they got their own story. But one of the biggest things is the quantum realm. The whole time this movie is about the quantum realm. Quantum realm, quantum realm. It blows it out of proportion. This movie screams Quantum realm. That's what the whole time it's like a big exclamation point. You hear that phrase, you hear that word, just about every scene in the movie. Quantum realm. So So they're pointing to something. Exactly. I'm telling you they're so here but here's the thing. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, sorry, but if you guys listen to our podcast. It's been out for too long anyway. I'm just saying, if you listen to our podcast, then you and you don't know that the spoilers are coming, then you suck. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You suck. You know they're coming. So either put Q tips in your ears and move on, 
or just love it. Yeah, man, it's like standing out. It's like quantum room, quantum room, quantum room. All right, so in the end credit scene, you have. All right, so let's go back to the first uh, Ant Man. Okay. He that's when we're first introduced to the quantum realm, where he goes too small, right? Where he's able to basically go through the particles, like go, like he's able to be so small, like he's tinier than a cell. He's able to split further down in size, like go more into split the molecules, is how they say, uh-huh. right? And that's when he goes into this quantum realm. Okay. So we get into the realm of like quantum physics and quantum this and good lord, you hear quantum, 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 quantum the whole time. Yeah. So, anyways, that's when we're first introduced to it. So speed back up to Ant Man and Wasp. They're really blowing this whole quantum thing up, but Wasp. Uh, her dad is Doctor Doctor Pym, uh, the original Ant Man. That's her father. Okay. She, her, and the Ant Man now, who's played by Paul Rudd. I can't even think of his name in the movie. But anyways, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah, it's Paul Rudd the whole time. It's Paul Rudd. It's Paul Rudd. You can't you can't change Paul Rudd. He's always Paul Rudd. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. You know. It doesn't matter what movie. Yeah. I mean, he played a really good Ghost Rider in the first one, the, the second one. Like, oh, lost gosh. It. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, we just killed the whole podcast. People were like, why did you bring up that crappy movie? <laughs> so you could say that. Yeah. So, anyways, that's where we get introduced to the quantum realm here is because what they believe is they believe that Wasp's mom, Dr. Pym's wife, which I'm assuming she was also a doctor, so she was also Dr. Pym. She was the original wasp. They she get she goes between the molecules to stop like a, a nuke of some type back in the in their heyday. And gets lost. And gets stuck in the quantum realm. So Hank they still think she's alive. They try to go in there this whole time, blah 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 blah. I'm not gonna tell the whole movie. Whoosh, skip to the end. She is stuck in the quantum realm. Scott that's his name. Goes, gets her out of the quantum... Well, no, Dad gets her out of the... Dr. Pym gets her out of the quantum realm. Okay. Right? He goes between the molecules. He goes in there and he gets her out. He brings her back to this realm, whatever. Okay. All right. So now that they've perfected this machine and know that it works, that they can split the molecules safely, right? Mm-hmm. The end credit scene, they've done downsized this large room-sized machine into the back of a... The back of like a, a van. Okay. So it's mobile, right? Okay. And they're wanting to send Scott in to go collect some type of some type of healing matter that's yeah, found in. It's like cancer healing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's something found inside the quantum realm. And as he's collecting these medical these healing properties that's found in the quantum realm, Thanos snaps. Okay. And his whole people. That we're gonna get him out. Yeah, they they disappear. So he's stuck in the quantum realm. What a great place to be, right? <laughs> now here's my thing. I don't. I would have to go back and watch it, but you know he can obviously get big, hit the button, get big. Mm-hmm. He can be right back in it. But I, I I'd have to watch it again to make sure like his little clicker wasn't messed up or whatever. But anyways, so here's the big question: How do we connect the quantum realm? To Captain Marvel, we're not even worried about that's that's what I've been trying to tell people in all these episodes that that I've been doing when it comes to this. Uh-huh. If you guys want to see the big picture, what's coming next? 
Like, we already know the next chapter in the Infinity War is coming up. We already know some way, one one side or another, good defeats evil. I mean, it didn't this past yeah, time. Good's going to win. Yeah. But how are they going to do it? So they're giving us all this these clues, and they're giving us all these movies, and it's fun to do this. This is fun for me. You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. is... But I'm thinking outside the box. I'm not going, well, I can't wait till the next Infinity War comes out so I can figure out the answer. <laughs> no. You know, no, 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 no. Like, all the answers are there. You just, it's fun to try to figure it out. And yeah. that's just the thing. We're not going to, we're not trying to relate the quantum realm to the end of Infinity Wars. That's not how the step, the process goes. Okay. You have to look at the significant things that happened. At the end of Infinity Wars, remember what we said? Nick Fury, he pages one person. Why now? Where has she been this whole time? This whole time. Yeah. We've already fought. During all of this. We've already fought Thanos one time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? The well, Loki, Loki brought it in. Right? We've already did that one time. Was it not bad enough? Yeah. Oh, well, we're going to use the Avengers Initiative. But who is this slugger that you've got hidden away that's more powerful than the Hulk? Yeah. Hulk's the most what powerful. What are you waiting for? The Hulk is the strongest being in the entire universe. Who's stronger than a god? Thor. Thor is also one of the strongest beings in the universe, you know, in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as of right now. There are many, many, many super strong cosmic beings in the Marvel Cosmic Universe. And we haven't even been to some of them places yet. Mm-hmm. But the big significance is Nick Fury pages this one person, right? Boom. Carol Danvers, who we know as Captain Marvel, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Right. Alright, boom. What else do we get after this? The next Marvel movie that comes out is Ant Man and Wasp. Let's watch to the end. Let's get to the end credits. Okay, now we see Scott is stuck in the quantum realm. Ant Man stuck in the quantum realm. Alright, so what's the significance here? How does that lead to Miss Marvel? Okay, well we know this. We know that Captain Marvel is dated supposedly supposed to be back in like the nineteen nineties. Okay. 1992, if I'm if I'm if I'm accurate, that that time frame. We know that it's dated back. The mo- the movie, the setting of the movie is set back in that date. Okay. Right. So. Throwback to my day. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, heydays, been teenage mutant ninja turtle days. You mm. know what I'm saying? So this is where we got to start really kind of focusing on like what is going on. What is going on? Like how is this quantum realm? And not only that is here's the big picture. What about all those people that vanished? Are they dead? Are they stuck in the soul stone? I'm thinking soul stone. Are they... Were they... Some kind of limbo? Are they in, are they in the quantum realm? Uh, well, that's another good question to raise. Are, where are they? Could the combination of all the stones with a snap of Thanos' finger and trap everybody inside the quantum realm? You know, we were thinking with the soul stone that they're all trapped inside the soul stone. Uh-huh. That's, a big, that's, a big, that's a big possibility. But what if, with all the power of the stones combined, which are cosmic elements all combined, mm-hmm. who's to say that that's not powerful enough to entrap somebody inside the quantum realm? Right? Okay. So you got to start thinking about like what is going on here. And you and I mentioned uh, earlier, we were talking about the, the trailer for Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. And this is something that's going to blow people's minds. Once again, we're stepping further and further and further towards... The Marvel Cosmic Universe, Guardians of the Galaxy started to introduce us. Okay. You, you started to meet some of the the different beings, beings 
um, Thor's, Thor's introduced us to some of it, you know. Uh-huh. Like, for instance, Celestials. Yes. Star-Lord was half Celestial. His dad, Ego, was a Celestial. Uh-huh. And Thor Ragnarok, the Grandmaster, is a Celestial. Mm-hmm. So, you're starting to meet some of these cosmic beings, right? And we see in the trailer for Captain Marvel, we finally see the scrolls. Now everybody's like, what's a scroll? Okay, well, part of the Marvel Universe, there was a time called the Secret Wars. And what was taking place is it was like, uh, don't quote me on this, I may be wrong on some of my facts, but it was the Kree and Skrulls were at war. There were two warring nations, okay. or warring galaxies, or whatever. Basically, what started happening is the Skrulls started sending, like, scouts to Earth. And their sole purpose was to basically take the form of superheroes. They were completely altering and mimicking superheroes. And what they were doing with the original heroes, I don't know. Okay, so just just take this for a run. And so let's just say that one was to mimic... I don't know, let's just take it to uh, uh, Black Widow. And so there would be someone there to be able to assume her identity? Basically, I mean, when a scroll, when it does that, it literally, it takes on the powers and, and everything of that, that hero. And some of, the, some of your more significant characters that I believe were, were mimicked Mimic. by scrolls was like Cyclops, Magneto... Oh, um, so we're extending off into the X Men. Well, you know, at you well, know, they're the, part of Marvel. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I want to say maybe even Hulk at one time during all this. Uh, there's different things. Um, I want to say Captain America. All these. Anyways, these guys, these galactic baddies are coming into play here. Okay. So that's another monkey wrench in the whole deal. Like, so that could be decoys. Well, here's the thing. Now we're introducing the the in, now we're introducing Secret Wars in Captain Marvel. And now how's that going to play a part in what's going on now? Now you got to wonder who's a scroll. Right? This whole time I've been watching you could have been, it could have been watching somebody else. Mm-hmm. This may not be Black Panther. This may not be Captain America. This may not be Iron Man. This could be someone assuming the identity. This could be a scroll. Absolutely. So, and so where are the other ones? Mm-hmm. Where's the real one? Mm-hmm. So you got all this stuff that's going on. And my thing is, is the two biggest pieces that we're left to connect right now is how does the quantum realm... How does that connect us to Captain Marvel? Because at the end of Infinity Wars, we're made to believe that Captain Marvel is a very, very, very significant character. Oh, yeah. So significant that at the in the end of his last moments of his life... He was contacting her. Yeah. Nick Fury was contacting her. Mm-hmm. Like, last will and testament, I need Captain Marvel. And now, you've got the quantum realm. You've got Captain Marvel... All these things, how are they connecting? How are they related? Because, you know, all this, all all up to this time, we were so focused on the stones, right? Uh-huh. You know, the Dark Elves were trying to get the ether, and then that's how we found the e- that's how we found that, the you know, that stone, and then, then this, and then, then that, and then Doctor uh-huh. Strange has the time stone, and all these different, we're so focused on the stones. Yeah. Now we're being introduced to other cosmic things that's going on, uh-huh. like 
Scrolls. Uh huh. Quantum Realm. Uh huh. Captain Marvel. Okay. The Kree Scroll War. My thing is, is to our audience and people that are interested in Marvel, it's about to get real interesting. Things are about to change. Things are about to get real, real ramped up really fast. And see, when you say that, like my thing was, is I thought after the Infinity War that we were getting ready to wrap this chapter up. That maybe in the next five, ten years that we would reboot the universe and start over. But what you're introducing is something that could expand and expand and completely blow this thing up to where you could really do a whole lot of things. You could go back in time and explain why this happened and why Oh, the Captain America you thought you knew? <laughs> that wasn't Captain America at all. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, somebody that's gonna have more knowledge than me is gonna be able to speak more yeah. on that. I may not be a hundred percent accurate on all of it. But you're right. I mean there's about to be a lot more movies coming out. You know, there's, it's, it's, they've, they've, they've only just, where we were branching off, now we just created a whole new tree with more branches. Yeah. This is essentially what's happened. Yeah. A lot of good writing being done. Mm-hmm. Really put the time in there. Absolutely. And I, I'm not the biggest action movie guy. I'm not the biggest superhero movie guy, but like what these guys are doing, man, I mean, they're, they're doing it well. And I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the genre, but. I can get down to it. And I'm excited about what they're doing. So, and like, you're bringing this up, man. This is blowing my mind. If they, if they go any of these routes. Man, now's the time. If you blink, you're going to, you're going to miss what's going on. Yeah. And that's the problem is, that's what's going on right now is people aren't paying attention to the little details. When when do they ever? When have you ever sit down and watched a movie of anyone and they're not filling your ear up with questions? Mm -hmm. It's like, would you just watch but that's the thing. It's like in Marvel, they're letting us know things. It's all in the little details. It's all in the fine yeah. details. Yeah. And you don't have Easter to, eggs. Exactly. You don't have to be a comic book nut to know everything that's going on. Just, just connect the dots here. Uh-huh. You can't sit here and tell me that if you've got an iPhone in your hand and you're watching this movie, you haven't Googled that person, that hero, and trying to look up a little bit of something about them. Do that. See what's going on. Follow the trend. And another thing, me and you touched on this on one of the last episodes we did. We were talking about mythology. And the thing is, is a lot of people, you know, mythology is taught in, in, in school. Mythology is taught in college. But what Marvel, DC, what all these things are, they are they're, they're modern mythology. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, these. And you, you have those elements from the old, like Thor. He mm-hmm. came from something older. And you have the, the, some of the different names of the heroes. They came from that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the biggest holy moly that's going to happen, in my opinion, is we're going to have some connection between the quantum realm and Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, like that's going to take some kind of place. We're going to go into the next Affinity War. Something's going to happen. I think Steve Rogers dies. It's, it's been past time for him too. I think I think Captain America is going to die in the next one. I think he's I think he's hit his end. I want to say Chris Evans even said he was done. I want to say even Robert Downey Jr. said he was done. But I think he's been done since I think the first uh, 
what was uh, when they were conflicting when him Civil War Winter Soldier and Captain America really beat him down silent Civil I, War I, I thought that was it for him yeah mm-hmm. I want to say I think he's going to be on for some more movies down the line and where they're going in Marvel I think what's going to end up happening is Iron Man the Iron Man character is going to be more of a mentor type character okay Steve Rogers is going to pass away which is going to be a big detrimental thing but you still got a lot of new heroes coming in. And here's the thing. This is what I was about to say. And I'm going to keep preaching it until it happens. Okay. But when Guardians 3 comes out... You're going to completely blow the cosmos out. And you're going to expand We're about to freaking see Adam Warlock. Go out there and read Infinity Gauntlet. Read Infinity Gauntlet, the, the old comic book. Okay. Right? Read that. Flip through it. See the significant role that Adam Warlock played in this entire dealing with Thanos, right? Yeah. From the beginning to the end. Uh-huh. And then watch. And then go back and watch and Infinity see how War. we need him. Yeah, and see and be like, where where is he? Do this. Watch Guardians 2. Watch Aisha, whatever her name is, introduce Adam Warlock into Marvel Universe, and then Watch Infinity War and see how that just... How big of a piece of puzzle you're missing. Yeah, you're like, what the crap? Where is this dude at? (laughs) Well, all right, we're about to land this plane. But the thing is, is America is so talented. Yeah. And, and, you know, I will will say this. 90% podcast is built on, I want to say, is built on music. I want to say a lot of it's built around, wrapped around music, if you think about it. I mean, a lot of it... It has just, been. It builds themes for the show. But when, when you think about where we're, where we're located, man, you think about where we're at right now in, 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 the, in the United States, the South, man, that's where music was born. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're right down the road from Presley. Yeah. We're right down the road from Howlin' Wolf. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are so many huge names that had a huge impact on this music. Matter of fact, Vernon, Alabama. If Heaven Ain't a Lot Like Dixie, for you country music fans, not my cup of tea, but if you, if you like that, hey, that was written right down the road. Here's something that I wanted to hit on big time. All right, so the episode Black Smoke Rises. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I heard Black you, Smoke Rises. I heard you singing that song. I was like, man, where'd that song come from? And then I went to Blake's. Yeah. And then he started playing these guys. He said, man, have you heard these guys? You check these guys out. They're like bringing old, good rock and roll Led back. Zeppelin. They're, they're bringing those, those, those big hair days back. Uh-huh. I'm like, really? And check them out. And then I listened to The Age of Man, and I was like, whoa, I love this song. Yeah, and I started you? following them. I listened to their entire uh, March of the Peaceful Army. Greta uh, Van Fleet. I'm telling you, dude. Um, they the truth. They are amazing. They have these these. I don't know. I they young really, bucks. They 18, are young. Twenty one years old. These young guys are really, 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 really stepping out into unchallenged waters. It ain't been done since the seventies. It's not. And the thing is, and so is, many people are calling them a ripoff. What are you talking about? It's been 40 years since we've had music like this. Absolutely. And in an interview, I saw Robert Plant. He was the lead singer for Zeppelin. I don't know the documentary it came from. But we watched a clip on YouTube, and he was 
asked the interview asked was like so what are your thoughts on Greta Van Fleet and he's like oh, I hate him dude your time was 40 years ago you were real big in the 70s in the 80s you're still huge today your songs are played all over the world still to this day and I hear all these people Greta Van Fleet they're rip offs who are they ripping off I'm a huge Led Zeppelin fan Led Zeppelin ripped people off for years my favorite song was written by Ann Boleyn Babe I'm Gonna Leave You that song was written in 68. That song was recorded on Led Zeppelin 1 in 69. They gave no credit. Well, you know, I think <laughs> I think always with the changing of the guard, I think you always have... There's going to be that animosity. There is. Your, your, your old dogs are going to hate the young guns yeah. that are coming in. And, and their guns are blazing because there's no other band like them. There's not. You, and, you know, you got this one guy. I don't know if you watched Ameri- the latest American Idol that came out, but you had this Cave Forner. If you haven't, know if him. you haven't listened, go on YouTube and watch Cave Forner. He was trying it, dude. He was amazing. Listen to him sing. Did people shut it down, dude. No, no. I mean, uh, people loved him. Okay. But he, that's when he first came on stage. That's what his 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 goal in life was. He wants to bring that the big, you know, rock, mm-hmm. good, good rock. Not, so what that? That's a power. That's what we call power vocals. Yeah, absolutely. Man, he was a. I rooted for that dude for day one. Uh, mm-hmm. That was my guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm hearing these Greta, you know, Greta Van Fleet, and dude, I've fallen in love with this band. Like, I want, so I want their posters. I want, I want, you know, me and you've already talked about it. They're going to be in Atlanta. Atlanta. We're going to Atlanta. You bet your bottom dollar, dude. I, I, dude, they were at Hangout Fest this past summer and i'm not a fan of hangout fest i'll never go i think it's overpriced sorry gulf shores sorry hangout not sorry at all actually i mean you're overpriced the thing is it's too much but like greta van fleet was out there and i knew friends who were out there they didn't even go see and i was like you wasted everything yeah you missed it because and what's crazy that was a year ago and now you can look up videos before that the songs they were playing were songs that were just released on this album, and people want to say that they're ripoffs. They've been playing their own music. They're already playing songs that are probably going to be on the next album. And the thing, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. They've got pockets and pockets full of songs. But another Lover, thing too, Lever, Taker. That one is a really good That's song. That's my favorite song off the album. That's my favorite song that they've done. They've been playing that for over a year and a half. And they just put it on this album that dropped a month ago. Well, another thing what I was going to get to is, is you know, they've redone some songs. They mm-hmm. have. They've yeah, they, they the covered same. that. Uh, um, it was track number four on the EP, you know, I Was um, Born on the River by a Little Tent. Yeah. So they've done that. And I can see where people in, in the music industry would be like, well, that's a ripoff. But how many, how in today, how many people go back and like bring back old tracks and revamp them and add thousands upon thousands you want to cop you want to call it copyright you can call it copyright if you want to call it this it's, it's not, not a copyright it. issue if you had the permissions exactly it's a, it's a jealous if you anus yes but these dudes are stepping out into the unknown and they're they're killing it man it's they're 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 a really great band i like where they're going i think um i would i would I'm not. I don't know how many other podcasts out there support these guys, but I can definitely say that they've got our seal of approval. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times we plugged them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we. And the thing is, is 
hopefully, with that being said, when these guys blow up in everybody's faces and they They, rock the world, you know. They're already rocking. They'll know that freaking porch talk was like, (laughs) woo, you guys rock from the get-go, son. Yeah, we We believe in it. Yeah, we were there. (laughs) Like, come on, I'm telling you, We did. But, yeah, so, also, we've got that, uh, we got that ghost hunt coming up. We do have the ghost hunt coming up. Yeah, we are gonna go hunt a ghosts. Yeah, and ghosts. so that is, that is um, not so much gonna be podcast. We're going looking more towards YouTube and just video. So that'll be up on the, our other social media pages. Yeah, I mean we'll uh, we'll probably. And talk so about if it. you haven't already, and we brought it up over time, a better way to connect with us and to actually see what we're talking about is. If you haven't connected with us on Instagram or Facebook, look us up. The like thing, the page and follow yeah. it. And, and the thing is, is, like, okay, there's nothing wrong, and there's it, it's okay to comment on our page. Absolutely. Comment. Leave Reach us out a to review. Us. I mean, you don't even have to ask us a question or anything. Just be like, hey, like, I heard this, really enjoyed it, whatever. Or, but, hey, I hated it. Yeah, 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 whatever. You know, so whatever, whatever <laughs> it's your float, opinion. Whatever floats your boat, you know, but... That's just the thing. That's how things like these grow. You go, you get the word out there, and people are listening, and and then they they look, they search for you, they look you up, mm-hmm. and they get on their social media pages, and they see whether it's good, bad, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the different comments, all these people that are interacting, and that's what we need from you know our yeah. audiences. We've been reaching out, and there's people listening, and that's just that's what you got to do. But go on our social media, get on there. If you're not already following us and liking us or whatever, go ahead and do that. But dude, comment. Let us get to know the. Let us get to know yeah. you. Let's figure it yeah. out. Yeah, and like just give you some prompts, man. We'd like to know when you listen to it. Is it when you're in the car heading to work? Is it while you're at work? You like listening to it while you're sitting on your porch? It's called porch talk, after all. When do you listen? And what do you like? Do you like it when we do these kind of episodes? Do you like some of the previous? Do you like the music? Do you hate it? Uh, let us know what you think. We'd is, love to hear from you. It's still new. It's still fresh. It's, we're in our infancy. It's we're still, still learning. Yep. It's coming. I mean, and we've got a lot of things lined up. What it is, it's it's uh, it's fuel for a story. Yeah. So. And so we're always reaching out, looking forward to you. So with that, we're going to go ahead and close this bad boy out. Cole, thank you again for sitting in with me, brother. Yeah, man. And um, guys, thanks for hanging out. Like we said, we'd love to hear from you. And so Andrew's going to shut this thing down with some Greta Van Fleet from the new album. The world is only what the world is made 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.